On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, April 18th. It is a brand new week on the show. Ian Cameron and Andrew McGinnis are with you today, ready to break down the Monday card. We've got uh, six games in the NHL tonight, uh, and of course, uh, we're down to the last two full weeks of the regular season. So we have this week, and then we have next week with Friday, uh, April the 29th, being the final day of the regular season. So here we go. Uh, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks who's in the playoff. There's certainly a lot to be determined uh, on the Western Conference side of things. The Eastern Conference side of things after last night, Andrew, is all set in stone, at least in terms of the eight teams that will be participating uh, right. in the playoffs. Washington officially clinched that final spot uh, by virtue of the Islanders' loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. So we know all eight playoff teams. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, it's just a matter of who is going to play who in the first round. But we know it'll be Carolina, the New York Rangers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Florida Panthers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, and the Washington Capitals uh, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. That's nice and clear and pretty cut and dried. The Western Conference, not so much. We've still got lots at stake. We've still got two wild card spots in the West that have to be wrapped up and solidified. Dallas and Nashville currently own those with 91 points apiece. You've got the Vegas Golden Knights hanging around at 87 points, uh, although it's starting to look more and more like their best pathway to the playoffs, Andrew, is catching L.A. for third in the Pacific yes. Division as opposed to one of the two wildcard spots, especially considering that Vegas has a game in hand on L.A. They played one game more than both Dallas and Nashville. So that's some, Vancouver's still alive by a, by a thread. But they are still alive, at least mathematically, with yeah. 84 points. So, uh, Andrew, I mean, I've talked a lot this weekend about what was going on, but uh, we haven't had you on the show since uh, Friday, uh, your th uh, actually Thursday. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, weekend, the playoff picture, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I saw you tweeting about it. Many other NHL experts were tweeting about it. And, uh, hey, 22-0, and 0, uh, the record for favorites over the last couple of days here. Um, everybody's kind of expecting these underdogs to come to play underdogs to play shocker and, and uh, upset teams with these big plus prices. Not so fast. You know, these teams, whether you're not, they're in the playoffs or not, they want to end their season off on a great note. And particularly we're seeing that uh, with some of these teams that are out of the playoffs, but uh, they still want to finish their season off on a good note. So I think that uh, you saw it in the NBA in the last two, three weeks. And you're seeing it in the NHL now, which teams care, which teams don't, um, which teams can you start betting consistently against? I mean, how about the Coyotes? I mean, a team that everybody loves to fade in general. But um, now, I mean, if you're not scoring four or five, six goals against them, uh, what are you doing? Uh, because it just seems like it's an average thing uh, against them and, and so many other teams as well. Then you take a look at uh, teams like uh, Vancouver, like you mentioned, they're not out of it. But, um, you know, every single game for them, what it feels like the past three weeks has almost been a do or die game. So um, Washington, you know, they get hot at the right time. That's a big slump for them. They finally clinched. They've been waiting on that. Colorado, I mean, scoring six goals seems to be a normal thing for them. I don't know how a lot of teams are going to beat them in the playoffs with the amount of depth that they have. Florida Panthers, they continue to make it look easy. They aren't taking their foot off the gas pedal. Um, the Buffalo and Philadelphia, as you and I call it, the toilet bowl, 
Um, you know, the bottom tier teams were starting to figure out which well, bottom It wasn't team. a toilet bowl for me on the weekend with those two games, Andrew. It was a beautiful toilet. It was a yeah. clean toilet. It, it, it I was like just, it. It was a wonderful <laughs> toilet. I had the best shit ever on that toilet. Why? Because I took Buffalo both games, the overtime total yes, Buffalo both games, the full game over in both games. That was a beautiful bowl, not a toilet And bowl. that makes my point, Ian. Operation yeah. paid Philadelphia. One team out of those two cared a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we can make money on the good teams. We can also make some money on the poor teams, um, as well. Like you just said, you did on Buffalo. I also had a piece of Buffalo as well. Um, more so in the second meeting, actually. And I find that, uh, you've heard me talk about these when teams play each other, you know, twice in a row, sometimes you can try and get fancy and figure out these systems or, you know, trends you might find. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, this team is just better right now. I'm going to play them again. And it sounds like you and I, you and I both did that. It is. I mean, we we need jerk, right? After the Saturday Philly Buffalo game, it's easy to say, okay, now Philly's at home, Philly's in revenge, they're going to win the return match, right? No, yeah. it wasn't that way to me. Uh, I think there's a legit difference in just being fired up to play nightly from the Buffalo Sabers right now than with the Philly. And let's be honest, they're playing better hockey than Philadelphia. And sure enough, they actually played even better in the game in Philly that they won yesterday than they did on Saturday night when they actually got off to a slow start and fell behind 2-0. So Buffalo Sabres are a prime example right now of teams that are out of the playoffs that you don't want to rush to bet against because they're giving you that strong effort and they're playing great hockey down the stretch and winning games here late in the the end of April matters to them. Clearly, they've established that. uh, No question about that. So it's it's going to be an interesting race down the stretch. and It's an interesting card today. It was a phenomenal weekend for me, and this is another card where I'm going into it saying there's a lot of good opportunities on the board. So let's see if we can uncover some of them. We'll start with the Calgary Flames and the Chicago Blackhawks. We've got Calgary uh, minus 310 road favorites here, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, Calgary obviously clinches the playoff spot uh, over the weekend. They actually had clinched it before the uh, game against Arizona uh, on Saturday. Uh, and it's it's funny because... Uh, I've talked about how just an absolute automatic fade for me right now, the Arizona Coyotes are, and it's been that way repeatedly for me the last several games. Unfortunately, the one bet I lost on that game was Calgary first period uh, puck line. And that first period where actually they didn't play that bad. They outshot Arizona 15 to 10, but they were down one, nothing. They just couldn't uh, find the uh, uh, back of the net. I think they just a little off on their finish. Uh, around the net boy did they clear that up in the second period (laughs) the floodgates just opened and calgary ended up taking over and obviously they lay absolute waste to an ahl team essentially the tucson uh roadrunners here uh essentially here is is what the arizona coyotes are masking masquerading as an nhl team right now uh that's that's what it is i mean they're just so decimated we've talked about this ad nauseum we'll get into it more when arizona's on the card later but calgary obviously uh, just absolutely uh, a bludgeon them. Uh, nine to one, it ended up being the final score. And a great bounce back spot, too, because Daryl Sutter was none too impressed with the performance against Vegas, uh, a, a game where actually Andrew and I both ended up on the uh, Golden Knights at an underdog price uh, in that game against Calgary. And uh, uh, the Flames were not happy with that performance. Uh, six to one at home. They haven't had many of those type of losses. They were We were happy, though. Yeah, we were. Absolutely. Uh, I wasn't happy with Vegas, though, against Edmonton. They didn't follow it up very well. But uh, nevertheless, um, great bounce back for Calgary. We'll see how they fare here. I think it's a little bit buyer beware for, you know, certainly the late 310 or regulation. I mean, they have clinched a spot. We've seen teams, a lot of them, even if they have still something to play for, Calgary does. You know, Calgary's trying to clinch first in the Pacific. They want to get that that get that clinched as soon as possible. But nevertheless, we're seeing a lot of examples, Andrew. We're in that very first game after clinching a playoff spot. We're seeing some teams come up short and, and lose that first game. Pittsburgh did There's against Boston on Saturday. There's many other examples, too, we've seen recently. So I'm not saying that makes Chicago a live dog. But to me, at this price, it, it absolutely, and given the spot here, it has to be dog or pass. I don't know if I have the guts to take Chicago, but I do have the guts to take the over. Chicago is not playing very good defense. We know that Kevin Lankin has struggled in net. Uh, he's going to end up being in between the pipes here for the uh, Blackhawks tonight. And the one thing we've seen from Chicago, the win against San Jose, uh, a do- solid effort against Nashville, even though they fell short in that game by a score of four to three. Uh, they haven't completely rolled over the Blackhawks. They're not good, but the effort is there. You know, the team is trying. 
uh, on a nightly basis. Jonathan Taves said it, Andrew, a couple days ago. You're wearing the, the the Blackhawk on the front of your jersey. You know, you're playing in front of one of the original six franchises in the NHL. Why are you not motivated here uh, down the stretch? That's what he basically said to the media when they asked him, you know, where's the incentive to finish strong? And that's what he said. I don't know if the whole team's on board, but it makes sense. I mean, it's a proud, it's a franchise that's been around forever. You want to end up playing good hockey. So uh, John Massey, yeah, the team told, I wouldn't talk you out of that. It's got that kind of, I don't know, rope, dopey spot for Calgary potentially here going on the road against Chicago after clinching the spot. I mean, I could see maybe the Blackhawks chipping in offensively, but I don't know if Chicago is going to shut down Calgary. That's my biggest fear with Blackhawks money line or puck line or anything to do with Chicago from a side perspective. Cause look, it's Johnny Gaudreau. It's Matt Kachuk. It's Elias, Elias Lindholm who is not playing at a high level up front and the forward group right now yeah. uh, for the Calgary flames. So I think I feel more better. I, I I might sprinkle a couple bucks on Chicago. What the hell at plus two fifty? but I definitely feel much more confident over six and a half here uh, in this game, Andrew flames and the Blackhawks. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a weird week. Like you mentioned, um, it's gonna be different spots for us to uh, look towards. And uh, I'm going to be honest here um, for everybody at home listening, you know uh, you know, I'm not going to be passing on every game. But what I'm telling everybody is that um, I'm scaling back on my unit size for the next week, week and a bit here until the playoffs. So um, yeah. it's not, I'm not saying I, you know, I'm just not confident in any of my plays, but uh, you know, just not betting as much. So just a little disclaimer there. Um, but I do like the over two and a half team total goals for Chicago Blackhawks tonight, Ian, at minus 110. That's what I've locked in here. I don't want to worry about what they do defensively. I don't want to worry about what Calgary does offensively. I just want to take a two and a half. Um, in kind of a mismatch game here and maybe a spot that I know Calgary should still be getting up for this one. Maybe they allow one or two early and maybe we see one more goal from Calgary, get me to three. Um, interest in that over just like yourself, but uh, I love two and a half team totals when I see fit and I think this is a good opportunity for it. All right, there you go. Uh, liking the uh, team total here, uh, Andrew, in this one. Uh, Washington, it's, it's nice. We've got a nice contrast. Andrew's going to be low volume at this year time of year, and I'm probably going to be my usual high volume. So I like that. It's a nice <laughs> well, uh, lower units. Here. Lower units, yeah. yeah. Lower yeah. units, exactly. Well, my like I say, 90% of my bets are quarter unit, half unit each. You have to, It has to be that way when you're going to be insane yeah. volume like me on a daily basis in every sport. So, uh, again, it's all what, what – style of betting uh, fits you the best that's what it's all about uh washington and colorado Wa uh, we've got colorado minus 200 home favorites six and a half the total that's pretty juiced right now in this one this is another uh clinching spot here uh where we've got colorado having clinched a uh playoff spot in their uh, last game and uh clinched the central division and the number one seed as well i should point out actually it wasn't the playoff spot they already had that it was the central division and the number one seed in the western conference with that seven to four win uh, over the Carolina Hurricanes, which people kind of hyped it up as, you know, one of the best teams in the East, the best team points-wise right now in the league, or one of them, Colorado. They're still neck and neck with Florida uh, for that distinction. But uh, And Colorado took care of business. Now, this spot concerns me for Colorado, especially now the Central Division's wrapped up. Uh, you got the number one seed uh, as well uh, in the uh, Western Conference wrapped up, which gives you home ice throughout the playoffs in the west this is definitely the spot where you could say that the uh, washington or the colorado avalanche exhale maybe fall flat maybe stumble uh, in this spot it dogger I, i'll actually like washington in this spot a little bit plus 170 this is a team that can be erratic i get it you know they got embarrassed by toronto and that is definitely in the back of my head because toronto's got so many of the same attributes and elements that colorado has with speed with forward depth with the ability to punish you defensively, with the ability to just light up a goaltending duo that's not exactly shutting the door right now if you're Washington. Speaking of, of course, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek, you know, have been kind of up and down, ragged lately, their play uh, in net. That does concern me, but when you look at this situation, if you're Colorado, I mean, you've got the number one seed clinched. Uh, you, you're going to just probably look to maybe give ice time to some other, some of these college call-ups. We already see this young player from Denver university, the newly crowned frozen four champions just recently for uh, Colorado uh, called up Ben Myers. I don't know if he's going to be in tonight, but he did get some playing time against uh, Carolina and scored uh, in his NHL debut uh, on two shots in that win against Carolina. So uh, Ben Myers, uh, and just one of example of, 
you know, Colorado probably going to give some young kids a little bit of a look now that they've really wrapped up everything here uh, in this game. Lack of defensive intensity could come into play. I mean, you could see that as well. And I keep saying it about the Washington Capitals, Andrew. It's pretty crazy, this overstreak that's just developed yeah. all of a sudden for this team. I mean, they're just an over machine. Night in and night out. I didn't necessarily see it coming. And before this streak started, I didn't necessarily think of Washington as a dead nuts over team and capable uh, of a run where they've gone, uh, you know, basically in their last 10 games, eight, one and one to the over uh, in yeah. their last 10 games entering this. But that it is what it is. They're scoring goals. They've been able to do that. They hung a nine spot on Philly. They put up a eight against Montreal. Uh, they've been able to get pretty much at least three in, in every recent game as well. Uh, you know, when you look at the forward group too, they're finally healthy, right? You've got Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie. You, you got everybody of it. Mantha, of course, who's had in, uh, injuries. Uh, Wilson even missed some time earlier this year. You got everybody healthy right now, except for uh, Carl Haglund uh, up front. So that obviously has made this team much better offensively. But the defensive issues still kind of remain. I mean, with this team, they're still giving up goals. We've seen that, especially to really good teams. Samsonov and Vanacek have been fighting the puck a bit. So I certainly would look over the total or, or or nothing here when it comes to the total in this game, even with six and a half shaded to the over at minus 130. So I'm probably going to look at those two uh, uh, ways of betting this one from a side and total perspective. I think there's a live dog here in Washington, just given Colorado clinched everything on Saturday. So I'd look to them at plus 170 and I'd look over six and a half here uh, as well. Andrew, what do you think? Washington, Colorado. I, I just got to ask you, I mean, a lot of people think that uh, Colorado does care about that president's trophy. Do you not think that that's a factor here? I think they're, they'd like it. Are they going to, are they going to be crestfallen if they don't get it? No. Yeah. So it's, it's my, it's, my it's way of thinking, Ian, is kind yeah. of like, I d just don't think that they want to go into the playoffs on a lackadaisical no. lazy mode. That's the only thing I think Colorado is a kind of team that, you saw what happened to them against uh, yeah. Vegas when they went up. What was it, three one? Yeah. I mean that that was second round, right? They, they, I mean that was they just got they got cocky, you know, and they just they that was embarrassing for a team like that to let that happen. President's but, Trophy is a jinx, though, as Tim said, it's true. The President's Trophy yeah. track record in the you playoffs is brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think for know, one night, though, Andrew, tonight, just for one game, I'm not. They're not going to obviously skid going into the playoffs for two weeks straight here to end the regular season. But for one night against a capable Washington Capitals team, um, you know, this could be a spot where Colorado's not at their absolute best. And that's why I'm I'll just take Washington. the over. Yep. I'll, I'll just take, and you know what, Ian, I don't always do this, but this is one of those games. I did it the other day with the a Maple Leafs game. I can't remember what, what it was, but it actually, it might've been Leafs and Capitals at some point, but I, I'm going to take the seven at plus one Oh five. Just, just based off the better number here, then you're going to get laying a bunch of juice on the on a totals. And sometimes I say I don't mind laying juice on totals, but that's more so for a five and a half versus a six. If I'm liking a six and a half over, chances are I don't mind that seven, and I feel like it's going to be a goal fest. So, like I said, it's not unusual for the Colorado Avalanche to be involved. And look what they did against Carolina, leading them into a seven and four, seven four type of hockey game, and that just looked like pond hockey out there. But it really wasn't. It's just really a lot of talent on the ice. And when you mix these two teams, it's going to be hard to find defense here. Um, not a good night to be a goaltender if you play for Colorado or Washington. Yeah, uh, that's that's another thing that I think lends to the over is Colorado just clinching too. You could, you know, you've been, you've been trying to get that number one seed. You've got it. I think you still, you know, you'd like to get the president's trophy. You'll live if you don't get it. But tonight's that night where, you know, you've really pushed hard to clinch this number one seed in the West. You've got it now defensively, I think they're not quite as, you know, do you block that extra shot that you would otherwise? You yes. know, dive in yeah. front of a puck tonight in a spot like this. After, you know, I don't know if you do. So I, I think you'll probably get a little bit of a pond hockey type of game here, Washington and Colorado tonight. All right, New Jersey, Vegas. We've got the Golden Knights, minus 350 home favorite, six and a half the total. They are really up against it. Vegas has, you know, has got to get things rolling. That was a big setback uh, against Edmonton. Every loss right now for them is a setback because, you know, they are still, <clears throat> when you look at the standings, four points behind Dallas and Nashville for the two wildcard spots, three points behind L.A. for the uh, third-place spot in the Pacific, which would get them in the playoffs as well. But like I said just a minute ago, it's probably a more plausible thing catching L.A. 
That being said, LA's got a sisters of the poor schedule the rest of the way. We've talked about that yesterday on the show. I mean, that's a joke, the schedule the LA Kings have. Couldn't have lined up better for them. If somehow they don't get into the playoffs, they need to look hard in the mirror and say, what the fuck have we done? You know, we've basically screwed up this great opportunity here uh, in front of us to make the playoffs if they don't get in with that joke of a schedule. I mean, my goodness. I'm going to bring it up here again just to reiterate it because it's just so funny to see how easy it is uh, down the stretch. Uh, At Anaheim, home to Chicago, home to Anaheim, at Seattle. Those are just the next four games for the LA Kings. The one game and at Vancouver at the end of the season, and Vancouver could be out of it by then. I mean, so, wow, uh, LA Kings just absolutely got the dream schedule for them to try to get this playoff uh, spot clinched. That's going to go against Vegas, work against Vegas, unfortunately. So Vegas got to win games like this. I think they come out strong here uh, early. Uh, a Vegas first period puck line I like. A Vegas team total over one and a half at a plus price in the first period I like. I like the Vegas team total over four and a half, the full game puck line. This is a really load up on Vegas spot for me. Because we've seen against inferior competition, needing to win, backs against the wall, coming off just a you know a shutout loss against Edmonton. They're not going to be thrilled. Uh, I think Vegas just no, no screwing around tonight. We bury this team early uh, and, and we get it done. So it's a lot of Vegas bets for me. Again, we're going to be small, each of them. You know, it's not like we're going one unit each on all these Vegas bets. This is like a combined one unit for me. We got like quarter units on each one maybe a little bit more than one unit total. When you talk Vegas first period puck line, Vegas team total over, Vegas full game puck line. Full game over, yeah, but I think I want trust Vegas to do more of the scoring because I could see 5-1, 6-1, something like, like the way they beat Arizona just uh, recently at home, something like that. But uh, I think New Jersey's walking into a team that's not messing around tonight uh, in this game, and we know this Devils team defensively is still a hot mess and the goaltending, whether it's Dawes or uh, Gillies right now uh, for the rest of the seasons, just not goaltending that you trust night in and night out to shut the door uh, and, and keep the puck out of the net. And, of course, New Jersey's coming off a 4-3 shootout loss against uh, Seattle uh, in their last game. So I think it's just one of those situations where Vegas is uh, focused. Vegas knows they need these two points desperately, and they don't mess around uh, here tonight against the Devils. What do you think here, uh, Andrew? Well, you know, over the past week, week and a half, we've been talking about how these big games don't necessarily mean that you're going to win, even though you really want to. But at home, especially lately, seeing what they've done, the, you know, it really since I actually, I think it's because of me, because ever since that game that I went to against Florida, <laughs> they've been a good team at home. Yeah, they beat Florida, they beat Nashville at home, I remember, and they, yeah. they, they put the boots to Nashville. So they've had some really yeah. big, good, their best performances have been at home. Let's be honest. The last and that wasn't the case for a large part of the season, right? They've definitely changed that a little bit. But I agree with you. I think they need to have a good start. You know, I'm not going to wait for 60 minutes to try and cash a ticket. I'm going to try and cash a ticket in the first period with the minus a half goal first period. Um, This is one of those ones where they don't want to be playing from behind. They're going to want to play it safe, though. That's one thing that worries me about taking that minus a half goal. Of course, you have to win the first period, not get the push with the uh, money line. But I do think they'll come out and. Uh, New Jersey, they're just a, they're in a mess defensively. I can't trust them defensively to take care of the puck. Lots of pressure uh, from a healthier Vegas team probably to come. And again, we talked about it all year long. Minus three fifty current money line price. You can get that nice little short plus money price if you try and win in the, in the first period. And I think this is one of those nights too. Not just that they need the two points for the playoffs goes without saying to try to make it, but. Robin Leonard's confirmed in net. This guy's gone through a lot. He's had some issues off the ice. He's had people ripping him on social media to the point where he's deactivated his social media account because of it uh, and the harassment and the haranguing he's taken for some of his play lately where he struggled. I think this is a rally the troops around this guy tonight and, and really play dogged and determined uh, for 60 minutes in this game too. So I, I think that's an element that really you factor in. I mean, for some people might think, oh, Leonard's in net. Oh, geez, he hasn't played well lately. Oh, New Jersey might be live here. I think it's the opposite where Vegas yes. is really going to well, rally. Thompson was expected him. to play, actually. That's yep. the funny thing about that is that people were – and you know it's bad with him when people are cheering on Thompson to start, when yep. many people didn't even know who he was probably yep. about 40 days ago. And he's been good, but 
Probably one of his shakier outings against Edmonton, uh, to be quite honest, because actually Vegas was carrying the play, dictating terms, and uh, there were a couple of those goals that I think Logan would have wanted uh, against Edmonton. And he, look, he, the young kids played great, Thompson, no question about that. But let's he is still a young guy. Let's calm down a little bit. Um, let's see how Leonard does here. Uh, again, Leonard is, has struggled. There's no argument there. But this is not necessarily a situation where he's incapable of getting his game back on track. You know, he's a veteran guy. He's been there, done that. And I think they really play good in front of him tonight to really help him out. So we'll see. That's why I'm veering more toward Vegas doing the scoring. That's why that six and a half, I'm a little bit more leery on that because I think uh, Vegas is going to want to play a good defensive game. But at the same time, I think they'll probably score uh, a handful here against New Jersey tonight. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, Carolina and Arizona uh, in this one. And, of course, Carolina, what a brutal weekend for them. Terrible. I mean, they lose the game uh, against Colorado 7-4, the big showdown. Uh, that's not even the least of their problems. It's the injuries they suffered uh, in that game. And, obviously, those are going to be a factor uh, moving forward. Uh, you talk about Jordan Stahl, uh, the captain uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and, of course, the big one being Frederick Anderson. Man, just when I was thinking Frederick Anderson going to get through a whole season unscathed and in full health, and sure enough, down to the last two weeks of the season, uh, disaster strikes, uh, and he gets uh, hurt, obviously, uh, in the uh, game against uh, Colorado, uh, and now the time frame for him, we'll have to wait and see uh, what it is. The latest update on Stahl is uh, uh, you know, day-to-day, -day, so the good news is it doesn't look like it's long-term for him. Uh, the injury for Anderson, uh, also day-to-day, -day, so that's a little bit more um, optimistic, but I've seen Frederick Anderson injuries, Andrew, for years now, especially with the Leafs. Day to day turns into week to week and sometimes months yes. with this guy. And they're always around the exact same time of year, it seems, yeah. always in the worst possible time. And someone that doesn't want to, I mean, some people take injuries and they go out for like three to seven days. For him, when he gets injured, usually it's at least a month. Yep. No, absolutely. And that's the problem. I mean, right now it's day to day. Are, are we going to guarantee this is only going to be a, a, a few days that we're without Frederick Anderson? No, not at all, because it seems his recovery from very, and this is another one of those groin area, lower body injuries that he suffered on Saturday, which has been the area he's had problems with throughout the last few years. So uh, I definitely think that's going to be something to monitor here moving forward. Um, there's a lot of rumblings going on that there's some dysfunction with Carolina, that there's that not everybody's on the same page. They're now right back to tied with the Rangers uh, for first place uh, in the uh, Metropolitan Division, uh, which is uh, interesting. Of course, right now, the first place team in the Metro uh, is probably going to get Boston uh, in the first round. That's assuming that Boston doesn't catch Tampa. Uh, for third in the Atlantic, which they still could because they're only three points back. But as of right now, Carolina plays Boston uh, in the uh, first round uh, of the playoffs uh, if the uh, playoffs were to start today. And, of course, Florida would play Washington. I think that is pretty much set in stone that Florida would play Washington uh, right now. I think Florida is going to be the number one overall seed in the East, and I think Washington's a shoe-in to be the second wild card. So I think we can almost set in stone that it's going to be Florida-Washington uh, in the uh, first round. Uh, it's just, what about the other matchups? How's it going to be? But I have to think, even with Carolina struggling, even with Carolina having some problems lately, they've, they've not exactly played good hockey, consistent hockey for the last two weeks. There's been a bunch of issues, Andrew. The, wh what's happened to the power play? Power play has been dreadful for Carolina the last couple of weeks, which is a little bit surprising with the names you can put out there on a power play with Trocek, Tarovine, and Svechnikov, Aho, Niederreiter, Marty Natchez when he's going. I mean, you've got, you know, and we just haven't seen that power play click. Uh, their defensive game at times has not also been good, but I think it's more their offense at times has really struggled. And even the defense falls apart against uh, Colorado uh, on Saturday night. There's a lot of issues right now with Carolina. And uh, I understand trepidation right now with this group and backing them. And now the injuries to Jordan Stahl and Freddie Anderson and uh, anti Ranta uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I get all that. That being said, I will repeat this again. Arizona is unbackable. Un-fucking-backable. All right? There is no way Don't I'm tell Jimmy a that. penny of my money on this Arizona team. None. Zero. And I keep hearing, oh, they got their ass kicked 9-1. to one. They're back home. They're embarrassed. They'll show up tonight. They could, they had, they've had five chances to show up after an embarrassing loss, and they still haven't. You know why they haven't? 
because they can't compete. This roster is an AHL roster. Simple as that. Chikrin, Keller, Kraus, and I'm just getting started with who's out for them. There's absolutely no way Arizona can compete with anybody in this league right now with this roster. And, and I know Carolina's struggling right now, but man, this is absolutely the spot here to for Carolina to wake up, smack someone down, uh, and wake up from this little malaise here. And I think this first game with the couple of injuries, the 7-4 loss to Colorado, uh, I think it's absolutely a spot here for Carolina. Like, Arizona's horrible. You can have your issues all you want with, with trusting Carolina uh, and, and worrying about the way they're playing right now. I do worry. You know, after tonight, I worry all over again for Carolina. But do I worry tonight against this Arizona team? I don't. They're going to roll this team, in my opinion. I'm already on minus one and a half, minus 145 puck line. I'm not stopping with the uh, puck lines against this Arizona team. I'm not. I mean, what is there to like about Arizona exactly right now? There's nothing. I mean, the the goaltending is horrible. The defense can't stop anybody. Phil Kessel floating around out there doing dick all. Uh, because you know this this season's <laughs> over for him. Uh, is a veteran guy and a miserable hockey team and a miserable franchise. You think that guy's fired up and yeah, motivated? And uh, he's not right living now? in a miserable place in the world, though. That's the thing. He probably gets out of practice and he gets yeah. off, and it's sunny skies and a nice condo or wherever he lives. I mean, let's be honest here. He's, uh, you know, even though you're playing on a bad team, I'm sure he's not minding the atmosphere after the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean. I'm just I'm just amazed on Twitter and people people I know people on this show like Jimmy Murphy giving me this nonsense that Coyotes are his best bet tonight. I mean, my goodness. I mean, my gosh, what are we thinking here now? Maybe they do shock here. Maybe Carolina is so foregone right now uh, and, and and the injuries are, in it, are so much an issue that they lose tonight. I can't see it. Like, I know they get shut out by Detroit. They lose seven four. To Colorado, it's it's not good. Let's forget. Let's not forget though the Detroit game, three nothing looks bad. Losing to the Red Wings shutout at home, forty six to twenty two were the shots. And Adelkovich had an axe to grind and wants to prove a point playing his former team, you know. And he did that uh, in that game against the uh, uh, Detroit, against the uh, Red Wings or against the uh, Hurricanes, I should say, uh, shutting them out three nothing. I mean, six straight losses. All of them by four goals or more for Arizona. 5-1, The defense is not getting any better. Uh, so there's a lot I like here. I like Carolina team total. I took over four at minus 130 as opposed to the four and a half at a plus price, just in case they end up just with four. I think they're going to get way more than four against Arizona tonight. But uh, I do like that uh, Carolina team total over four as well. Carolina minus one and a half. I'm going to do the two and a half and three and a half sprinkle as well on Carolina puck line that I did with the, uh, Calgary uh, against Arizona on Saturday night. I, I think it could get ugly again for the Arizona Coyotes. I really do. Uh, and I know the couple of key guys out stalled and they're going to have Ronta in that. But Ronta is a veteran goalie. He's capable. Uh, you look at his recent starts. Uh, he's been a little bit better. You know, in the in the last few outings he's had, uh, his numbers overall on the year, 2.44 goals against. They're, they are 12-7, and seven, uh, the Hurricanes, with him starting in net this year. So, do have a decent record with him in there. Uh, to me, I don't know. Um, I, I just think Arizona's just dead. They, they don't have the roster. They don't have the artillery. They don't have the depth. They don't have the defense. They don't have the goaltending, whether it's Karel Vimelka, whether it's Hari Sateri, or anybody else they throw in there in net. Uh, they they are playing behind just a woeful defense right now. Uh, Injury-related, you know, lack of depth-related, all of that stuff. So it's all things Carolina for me. Uh, mostly the puck line, minus one and a half, and the team total over four. I wouldn't talk anyone out of the full game over six because this could be your typical 6-1, 7-1, uh, even 7-3 if Arizona chips in a little bit. Uh, the full game over. Certainly, I'm not betting this Arizona team with their defense and goaltending under uh, anytime soon. So I'd probably look in that direction as well. Andrew, what do you think? Carolina, Arizona. Well, I was going to ask you, and did you hear about that person's car that got broken into in Arizona? They actually left three tickets. So when they left, uh, that, that's that's how bad that's that's how bad the Coyotes are playing right now. People are leaving tickets uh, after they rob somebody. Um, Look, I mean, you know, someone commented in our live chat, what are the tickets free right now for the Coyotes? Are they giving them away on the street? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no I, I have legit concerns. They're going to fill that little dumpy arena that they're building on that college campus. Uh, ASU. 
Yeah. ASU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely in question. Look, you've said quite a bit there about a team that sucks. Uh, clearly you have some passion. Clearly you're ready to make some money and continue to do so often. So I won't take much time on this one, but what I will say is this, I've played several overs in the past month in the coyote games. And people are asking, why aren't you just playing the puck lines? Because the reason why you're betting these overs is because you don't, you know, you expect them to get stomped. And I guess one of the main reasons has been better odds, right? You know, an over six at minus 110 versus, you know, a puck line at minus 150 or even a money line at minus 390 like this. But this is actually one, Ian, that I'm going to say that Arizona's not going to win, I don't think. But they might get a couple, which is going to help me with this over. I, I could expect a 5-3 game here tonight. Yeah, six two. You know who's to, who's to say that Arizona is going to be able to play a good sixty minute defensive game? I don't think anybody. Actually, one person is saying that. Jimmy, Jimmy likes Arizona tonight. I know we don't we don't have him on the show to actually explain why. Uh, but I'm assuming Jimmy is seeing how bad Carolina is playing right now, and he thinks Arizona will get a few past them. And if that's the case, um, I like uh, I like the over. So, I, I mean, I, I think that if we're going to see any goals from Arizona, uh, we're certainly going to see some from Carolina. So Carolina has struggled, but they won't struggle against a team like Arizona. So I don't blame you. You know, it's funny. Look at uh, what Vegas did against Arizona last week. And you see what Calgary did just a few days ago against them. And you know how sometimes, Ian, and when you're handicapping, you've been doing this Jersey. a lot longer than me. New Jersey sometimes. goes into the desert exactly. and beats them 6-2. to two. So That's New well, Jersey you know how, doing that. And you know how sometimes that. you look at a spot like that and you think to yourself, well, you know, maybe I should hop off this streak. No, don't hop off it at all. No. Keep it going because it's making you money. That's the way I see it with this. But I'm actually just on the over, Ian. Yeah, I'll be on the over too because I actually did take over against Cal. I've, I've actually been on the over with Arizona as well. But like this has been puck line and over uh, repeatedly for me. Puck line for the opponent of Arizona and the over uh, in these recent games. That's what I did with Vancouver. What I did, I actually just took the over with uh, the Arizona New Jersey game. Uh, Vegas and Air, I just took Vegas in that one. But I did take the over, the full game over in the New Jersey Zona game, the Vancouver Arizona game, and the Calgary Arizona game. So I'll be on that as well here tonight, along with Carolina Puck Line, minus one and a half, minus 150, and a small sprinkle on those minus two and a half. You know, a great plus. Alternative Puck Lines are worth a sprinkle right now in my opinion, against this Arizona team because we're seeing it. We saw it against Calgary. It was a nice start, a little confidence, right? one nothing lead early in that game. And then when things start to go south, things start to go ori- wrong for Arizona, you just see what happens. The, the, the bottom falls out. That's what we're seeing right now with the Coyotes. So that's why uh, it's something to uh, keep in mind with uh, the Arizona, uh, with the Coyotes tonight that, if you know, for, from a live betting standpoint, let, let's say they get up one nothing tonight. Once Carolina ties that game, take Carolina because yeah. we're seeing just as soon as something bad happens to them, the psyche is just so bad with this team right now that they just fall apart and they crumble right before our very eyes. Uh, <laughs> all of it roster again. This is well, Ian, a lot of this is roster. Don't related. take the first period puck line with Carolina tonight. I'm yeah. not saying it's not going to hit, but yeah. to the point you just made, yeah. when you fade Arizona. Fade them in 60 minutes. Yeah. Because through yeah. 60 minutes, they'll they'll collapse and embarrass themselves. They might play a good 20, yeah. but they aren't going to give you a good 60. So because some people love to play those first uh, 20 minutes all the time. I don't bet them every game. You know, this is a, a game where I would say, hey, just take the full game puck line. Don't try and win money in this one in 20 minutes. Personally, yeah. anyway. I'll I'll say this. I'll give Jimmy I'll give Jimmy Murphy praise upon praise upon praise the next time he's on this show if Arizona wins tonight. I will. <laughs> There's no doubt about I'll that. I'll buy him an Arizona jersey. Put it on record. <laughs> there you go. Buy him a Coyotes jersey. Make him president of the right. fan club. He's the only one in the fan club probably, but uh there you go. Uh, Ottawa Seattle. Uh Seattle might 20 four. bucks again and get uh season tickets next year. Yeah. Dirt cheap. <laughs> hey, I might I might just do that just because it's it would be so bloody uh, affordable. To start Absolutely. doing Twitter giveaways. Yeah, I have these, yeah, these tickets. You just live in Ontario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, Ottawa, Seattle. Uh, Seattle minus 125, home favorite, six the total. I like Ottawa here a little bit. You know, plus 105. They, they probably could have beat the Leafs on Saturday uh, when they played them. Um, 
you know, I, I like the weight. I like the effort we're seeing from the Senators night in, night out basis for this group. You know, the Toronto game was a great effort. They beat Boston 3-2, big upset there. Uh, they beat Detroit 4-1. Uh, they gave Winnipeg all kinds of trouble, only lost 4-3. So I like the last little four-game stretch we've seen out of the Sens. They won two games and one goal losses to Winnipeg and Toronto, and they held a lead against the Leafs. So I like them at a broad... An underdog is going to win at some point the rest of this NHL season, uh, even though we're talking 22-0 and with favorites the last three days going into tonight. I think it's a good spot. Uh, this is a good spot to take a shot with an under slight underdog. It's not much, plus 105, but I like Ottawa here a little bit. And again, two teams out of the playoffs. You know from a totals perspective, I would only look over uh, in a situation like this. Andrew, Ottawa-Seattle. Up, oh, you're muted, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I like Ottawa. I, I think I'm just uh, the the Wi-Fi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you now. Yep, we got you now. Yeah, do you have me? Yep. Point five goals against on the year for Seattle. Both goaltenders haven't been that great, and you look at how they've they've been at home. Not too solid. I mean, a team that I thought was going to be a much better team at home, but the split hasn't really been that different. Um, and you mentioned that that uh, game against Toronto. I thought Ottawa performed very well. Um, I like the way their top six are playing. And getting on the road might be a good thing for them as well. You know, I feel like an Ottawa team that's so young like that, they can perform on the road. And it's a good opportunity for them at an underdog price because how often do you want to bet on them as favorites? Not too often. But at plus 105 in a game where I think that the odds aren't what they should be, it's a good spot for them. And uh, Ian, next game up, Vancouver-Dallas. I like the under five and a half. Best bet's going to be the over seven for me in the Capitals game. And I actually have to go off to dinner right now. So Exactly. That's why out. I was trying to hustle us along. All right. So yeah. Dallas-Vancouver, yeah. Minus 110 both sides, five and a half the total in that game. You like the under? Is there any lean on yes. a side perspective? Because I'll tell you guys right now with Dallas-Vancouver, great game to watch. Vancouver's got to have it. They must get the two points here. Will they get it? I don't know. I, 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 but I, I, and I don't want to take Dallas when I know I think I'm going to get Vancouver's most desperate effort right here tonight. So it's a pass for me, uh, really, this game. It's a good game to watch. It's fair. Vancouver's got to Lean get it. Dallas, Dallas for me. Lean Dallas for you? All right. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see if Dallas – and obviously if Vancouver loses tonight, they're pretty much – that's it. Uh, for them if they don't get the uh, win tonight. So, And remember, Dallas isn't rolling over. They still need every point they can get oh, holding yeah. on to that second wild card spot right now. All right, Andrew, we'll let you go. Uh, All right. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. You too. All right, there he is, Andrew McGinnis, uh, on the uh, Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, yeah, I'll add a couple things. Um, certainly Dallas, um, they're not, they don't win games pretty, uh, but they find a way. Uh, most nights, uh, big problem too for the uh, Vancouver Canucks is the uh, just the adding injury situations too that they've got, and that's what I know we're going to get absolute desperation, urgency. This is backs against the wall. We need two points tonight. We're currently trailing Dallas uh, for uh, uh, by seven points uh, for one of the two final wild card spots, and trailing LA uh, by six points for third in the Pacific. I mean, this is an absolute must for Vancouver, but. I don't like the growing amount of injuries. How can you? I mean, that Brock Besser, of course, uh, is still out of action, probably won't return. He's missed the last five games. Bo Horvat, the captain, his season's over after a right leg injury that was suffered Thursday night against Arizona uh, in that game against the uh, Coyotes. That's an issue. Uh, lead, you know, the leader of the team, and he's played very well uh, for the uh, Canucks down the stretch, trying to get them into the playoffs. That was a season-ending injury for him Thursday uh, against Arizona. Tanner Pearson's still out. Niels Hoaglander, who is a young, you know, 21-year-old who's really uh, started to really play some nice hockey uh, the last few games we saw him. And, and of course, he's been out now for uh, a while. So uh, it's just uh, an, a growing amount of uh, uh, injuries and key ones uh, for the Vancouver Canucks that are concerning uh, going into this game. On the flip side, Dallas, look, they're finding ways to win. They beat San Jose 2-1. to They beat Tampa 1-0. Uh, not pretty against Chicago, but they uh, found a way against them 6-4. to uh, The only loss in their last four games was a 3-2 overtime loss to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, but that's what you get with Dallas. You know, each of the last three games uh, have been decided by one goal. 
Uh, you know, Alex P. Smith loves his draws uh, and likes betting draw uh, wagers, especially at this time of year, uh, late in the regular season. If I was going to look at a draw bet tonight, it could be this game. I mean, it's not really beneficial for Vancouver for it to go beyond regulation and get to overtime or a shootout because any point that Dallas picks up is really not good for the Vancouver Canucks. It's not good at all. Uh, but definitely uh, this game, I think, is going to be pretty tight, pretty close. Uh, I think the draw, certainly you could make a good case for it here uh, in this game tonight between the uh, Dallas Stars uh, and the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, player props tonight before we wrap it up with uh, best bets and wrap up the uh, show. I mean, certainly player props for the uh, Calgary Flames right now. Lindholm, Kachuk, Monaghan. Or not Monaghan. Not, definitely not Monaghan. <laughs> Lindholm, Kachuk, and Goudreau. I mean, you start and you end there with player props for them. Chicago, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, for Chicago right now, there's a couple of, uh, you know, we obviously Kane and Debrinket and Dylan Strom, I've mentioned them a lot for Chicago player props, whether it's points or goal score props. But consider, you know, Taylor Radish, you know, consider, you know, Lucas Reichel a little bit because they've chipped in a little bit lately as well for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And I think someone to watch for tonight uh, going into this game is Dominic Kubalik. This is a guy that was a healthy scratch for three games in a row by Derek King against Dallas, L.A., and San Jose. They put him back in the lineup Saturday against Nashville, and in his first game after being a healthy scratch, they weren't happy with his play. They weren't happy with his lack of production lately, and he scores a goal in his return to the lineup against Nashville. You know how those things work. Sometimes that's a slap in the face and a wake-up call when you are a healthy scratch and you're benched you know, for a few games there. So uh, definitely Kubalik, and they're putting him on the second line. So that might be a consideration tonight, too, for uh, shots on goal uh, and player props. And again, Calgary tonight, I don't know if they're going to be locked in defensively, clinched the playoff spot the other night. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, Washington, Colorado, uh, when I look at the uh, line line combinations there, again, I want guys that are going to in good form right now, players that are going to get ice time, uh, we're interested in all of those things. Uh, certainly for a Washington standpoint <laughs> right now, uh, Kuznetsov, you can't go wrong. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding lately. Oshie uh, as well. Colorado, Val Nachushkin playing on the top line here uh, with the uh, Colorado Avalanche now uh, tonight with uh, McKinnon and with Rantanen. Uh, again, with uh, Landeskog still out, they've experimented with Nachushkin uh, on the top line. <coughs> Excuse me. And you look at what he's done for Colorado, five points, sorry, six points for Colorado uh, in the last four games. He's been absolutely impressive uh, for Colorado since going to the top line. So uh, definitely uh, when you look at uh, Nachushkin props tonight, makes sense whether it's to score a goal, shots on goal, uh, points props. That's a good option. Uh, Nate McKinnon, of course, you can never say anything wrong about McKinnon or Rantanen either, but I think Nachushkin in particular, because you get a little more value with Nachushkin compared to the other two guys uh, on that top line. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, Washington, that's a good prop game, Washington, Colorado, because I think you'll see both teams find the back of the net. Burakovsky could be something you look at as well here in this one. Ovechkin goes with a, Ovechkin even to score two plus goals tonight uh, in this game because, you know, he's trying to get, uh, you know, to the 50-goal plateau, uh, and he is feeling it right now. There's no question, so that's an option as well. New Jersey, Vegas, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau, um, Pacioretty, Stone. Don't overcomplicate it. Focus really on those four guys. Uh, those are the four that have really been uh, Dodonov as well. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, but Evgeny Dodonov, of course, as well, who has five points in the last four games, who has scored uh, two goals in the last four games as well. So uh, points and goals with any of those Vegas uh, Golden Knights players, Eichel, Marcheseau, so Stone, Pacioretty, Dodonov. Those have been the key five, the critical five that have been uh, carrying the load for the Vegas Golden Knights offensively. And I would certainly uh, look in that direction once again tonight with them. Uh, those same players here against the uh, New Jersey Devils, who I think are probably going to give up, you know, a, a decent amount of goals tonight with that defense and a very angry, certainly, uh, New Jersey uh, Vegas Golden Knights team 
The only thing I'd look at for New Jersey is Jesper Bratz really starting to roll again uh, as well for the uh, uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils in the last few games. Uh, Sharon Govit, or sorry, we talked about our uh, whiz kid, Fabian Zetterland, and we uh, ca- cashed a magical winner uh, in his first game playing on the top line for the Devils against New Jer- uh, against Arizona last week. But he's played on the top line each of the last two games as well and didn't register a point uh, in either game against uh, – uh, uh, let me see who the last two games were. Uh, it was um, – I had it uh, on the screen here just a minute ago. Um, yeah, it was uh, Colorado and Seattle. Yeah, those last two games he did not score or register a point in any of those games. So, uh, But I might take a small shot once again with him here because – uh, he is going to get those top-line minutes, and he's not being priced like it. Carolina, Arizona, I mean, take your pick on Carolina players, but certainly it starts and ends with uh, Natchez. Natchez has actually started to get going at times lately, but Tara Vinen, Trocek, Svechnikov, Ajo, uh, Nita Ryder, um, don't don't overthink it. I mean, if they're going to bust out, if they're going to lay a crooked number on Arizona, which I think they're very capable of, those are the guys to get it done. So goal scorer and points props with them makes sense. The only guy I would take for Arizona right now is probably Schmaltz. And we've talked about him repeatedly uh, for the uh, Arizona uh, Coyotes and the uh, job he's done uh, all season for them. Thank goodness they at least still have him or else things would really be uh, in trouble. But, uh, you know, uh, one other guy, too, to keep in mind is this uh, Michael Carcone. You know, he has actually been noticeable as well for Arizona. But like I say, Arizona, I think, is going to have probably another long night. So I'd, I'd probably stick to Schmaltz if I were to take anyone on the Coyotes. Ottawa, Seattle, um, you know, when you look at, uh, certainly would look more toward probably some Ottawa uh, player props. Timmy Stutzla is a must right now. Uh, what he's doing is very impressive. Josh Norris and uh, uh, Brady Kachuk as well have played well lately, but Stutzla in particular, uh, this is incredible for him. The last, he has got a four, five, six, seven, eight game point streak going. And in the last three games, Boston, Detroit, Toronto, he has eight points and four goals in the last three games combined. It is absolutely no debate. If you're going to focus on one player tonight for Ottawa, it's Timmy Stutzla uh, in terms of the props. Goal score, prop, points, uh, shots on goal, uh, no question about that. Uh, he's just feeling it right now uh, for the uh, Senators. Uh, Kachuk's got six points in the last four games, three goals uh, in the last four games. I mentioned that. Uh, Josh Norris is a point producer and a point machine. Uh, going back over the last eight games, uh, he has six, eight, nine, ten, eleven points in the last eight games for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that's definitely someone to consider as well. Batherson started to get going again. He's had so many injuries, starts and stops to his season. Missed three more games early in April, but three games coming back. He's got a point in two of those games uh, since returning uh, from injury. So Batherson as well. So those are definitely uh, some Ottawa Senators worth looking at from a prop standpoint. Dallas-Vancouver, I probably wouldn't look at too much from a prop standpoint in this game, other than maybe Sagan. Because to Sagan, Tyler Sagan's credit, uh, we're, we're seeing him pick it up here in these very important games uh, for his hockey team uh, down the stretch, or Rupe Hintz, who, of course, has had a magnificent season for Dallas and has six points uh, in the last four games, uh, two goals in those last four games. So Rupe Hintz points, certainly uh, can't argue with that. Uh, but for Tyler Sagan, he scored against San Jose uh, the other night. Uh, he has scored four goals uh, in the last seven games. Uh, so Tyler Sagan as well, and Rupe Hintz for Dallas, for Vancouver, uh, you'd think it's got to be JT Miller in a big game. You got to think it's going to be uh, Elias Pettersson's got to step up with Bo Horvat out. Uh, Pod Colson is actually, and, and Chase on as well. Uh, this 31 year old veteran for the Vancouver Canucks, suddenly in the last five games, he has a whopping nine points for the Vancouver Canucks in the last five games. That's Alex Chase on, the veteran. Of course, was with Ottawa uh, much earlier in his career. That's pretty in- insane. Uh, you know, what he's been able to do. Nine points in the last five games, five goals for uh, Alex Chason uh, in the last five games as well. Uh, Pod Colson had a three-point game against Arizona, and he scored three goals in the last two games, and he has six points in the last four games for the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, there you go. Uh, Pod Colson, good value. Alex Chason, how can you argue with, you know, taking him tonight in some form, scoring a goal or points? 
with just he's feeling it. Uh, he's getting, I think, more minutes as well. I'm pretty sure they've got him moved up the lineup because of how well he's playing right now. Yeah, they got him on the second line. Alex Chase on playing alongside JT Miller and Vasily Podkolzin. Uh, that is the second line right now for the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks. And this chase on run has just been absolutely fantastic lately. So there you go, guys. I mean, we figured we'd have a little extra time, shorter card. Um, you make no mistake about it. Many of the players I mentioned in each of these games on this Monday card, I'm going to be sprinkling on goal score props and points over with all those players I mentioned. I like all of them. So if you missed it, rewind or watch the show again and you'll hear it. Uh, I think there's some good prop opportunities tonight here uh, on this uh, NHL card. Again, keep these smaller. These are smaller bets when it comes to player props than my sides and my totals uh, pregame. So, uh, but definitely uh, good prices, good opportunities, good value. And again, you're targeting these players that are in good current form, players that are going to get ice time, players that for the most part are going to be in the top six forward group with their team tonight will get some power play time as well those are the those are the areas you target with players in terms of betting their player props uh just a very very important piece of advice for sure uh moving forward if you're going to bet nhl player props all right there's the monday card we'll wrap it up with best bet for me in just a second before we do that DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner uh, of the nhl new customers can bet just one dollar on any nhl team and win out and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. Uh, new customers, uh, you can uh, get involved and get $150 in free bets uh, with a $1 bet if your team wins. If uh, DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Uh, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets here to wrap it up for this uh, Monday edition of the Ice Guys. And for me, it's going to be Carolina, minus one and a half, minus 150. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Six straight losses for Arizona, all by four goals or more. The defense is horrendous. The goaltending is nowhere near NHL level to make up for just these horrendous uh, defensive errors that Arizona's having. They have a depleted, gutted roster. I've got to believe that Carolina does not want to continue to go down the path of struggling going into the playoffs, and especially after a 7-4 loss to Colorado. Uh, I expect them not to take Arizona lightly. Come out here, mean business, make a statement, and I think they will. Uh, Carolina hands, I think, Arizona another loss by margin here tonight. Uh, Carolina minus one and a half on the puck line, uh, minus 150 against Arizona. Uh, no stall, no Anderson tonight, but I don't think it'll be a problem here for uh, the uh, Hurricanes. I think they get it done uh, on the puck line against Arizona. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Monday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We have a big Tuesday tomorrow. Remember, the regular daily show, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, uh, as always. And then the BetCast, another Ice Guys Tuesday live BetCast tomorrow night, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, a 10-game NHL card on Tuesday. Send me a DM. Uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast, and I will send you the link uh, before the BetCast begins. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we've only got two regular season Tuesday BetCasts left uh, tomorrow night and then the following Tuesday. So uh, looking forward to tomorrow night uh, as we have a big 10-game slate uh, to, to uh, be excited about for the uh, BetCast tomorrow night. So uh, Ice Guys regular daily show, 2 p.m. Eastern, and the BetCast at 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Uh, make sure you join us for both of those. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. For another edition of the Ice Guys presented 
by the Hockey Podcast Network.